was nearly 40. He lived at home for most of his adult life. He worked at a video rental store until a couple of years ago. Has not worked since. He is exceptionally intelligent with a college degree. Does not use drugs. But is just not interested in doing anything. Huh. Yeah. There you go. You don't know. Um, Sometimes I ask questions slash make accusations just to see what comes out of the bushes. For sure. Um, And that's really interesting to me. A guy like that. Just complete lack of motivation. You know, some would say complete lack of pride. I would find that to be unspeakably humiliating. Are you born with that, or do you does a does a do you create that in someone? You know, all of us look for it in yourself and those you're close to. We all want to make our positive attributes matters of character, and our negative attributes matters of genetics. It's just you know, <laughs> but or maybe that's genetic. <laughs> but there's no doubt. That a, a lack of, um, I don't know, uh, shame or, or whatever in society takes away a lot of the motivation that caused a lot of people to, a lot, to do a lot of things throughout history. Sure, yeah. You just didn't want to be embarrassing. <laughs> well, my question always about these genetic nature and nurture questions is, you know, you, you have a certain genetic tendency. Can you shift the way you live by 5%? Like, I got the lazy gene. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Um, I've shifted it a fair amount. Can you shift it 5% or 75%? Now, people who are looking for excuses always make the argument that, you know, there's nothing I can do. I was born this way. But, you know, I don't know the answers to these questions, but they do intrigue me. Recently, my family of five and I moved out of my parents' house. Family of five. Oof. He and his wife and three kids. I need a square footage there. It's Mo- all about the square footage. Moved out of my parents. Said, yeah, I got a, I got a buddy, and he, he's had various, um, like, mom lived there and kid. To get this, but he's got, like, a 6,000-square-foot house. Ooh. He doesn't even know they're there. Ooh. You got to call them on the phone to figure out if they're home. They only got their own <laughs> living room and bathroom and, and different entrance. And so, you know, what does that mean? I want a guest house someday. <laughs> You I don't have enough money. I got a guest house. I looked at a at a house. You stay over there. I looked at a house I'll in call North Carolina. You if I want to talk to you. It had a slave quarters. I was going. What? Former. Whoa. Hey, we're away. We're on the air. Whoa. Former well, slave quarters. This is it, folks. Our last show. I'm not advocating slavery. You, you clearly are considering it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you shopping for. I heard him admit it. He was shopping for a property with slave quarters. <laughs> I was actually looking to rent a place, and there was a guy who owned a house, and he was renting out what used to be the slave quarters, which he just said, like, as nonchalantly as could be. Was this in the Carolinas? Yeah, and in Charlotte. Oh, wow. It was a really beautiful, very old house. Wow. And behind it had a smaller house. He said, yeah, this uh, this has been a family forever. That was the slave quarters. Ah. Just like with no, oh, my God, or irony, or isn't that interesting, or just just, no, was. just a statement of fact, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'd read that lease really, really carefully. <laughs> Why are you getting me up so early? <laughs> hey, I was sleeping. Wow. Wow. That's that's uh, that's probably as far as we should go. Yeah. Hey, that. guys, how yeah. old were you when you moved out? I was 20. I'm just kind of curious. I was 18. Yeah, I went back. And so was my brother. I went back to uh, home for a couple of summers once I was in college. Um, but that's it. No, because you were talking about the lack of shame. I remember when I was twenty, thinking I, I'm too old to be living at home. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't have any answers on it's, any it's of this. It's a cultural norm 
Culture informs so much of what we do and how we live. And for the umpteenth time, nobody ever wants to talk about culture and its effect on human behavior, human success and failure, crime, punishment, poverty, education, etc. These are cultural norms, and they change, and they're worth looking at. And not all change is inevitable. And some change is bad. It's really, really bad. Perhaps you can think of a couple of cultures that changed in ways or that are bad, that are not like this one. And, and then perhaps you'd like to address whether it's impossible that this one would change in ways that ultimately are seen as terrible. Because I think it is possible. I'll be moving out any day now. <laughs> We've uh, brought you shame. We've brought you the beautiful gift of shame, Sean. But hmm. there, is, there are cultural changes, but then, like, I get a lot of sex, and they're all, they also have slight nuances to them, right? Recently, my family of five and moved out of, and I moved out of my parents' house after three years of living there. So, mom, dad, and wow. three kids. We paid off a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Couldn't have paid them off any other way. Now we're homeowners in Southern California, and no, I do not, or nor I have ever used drugs like pot. You ought to try. It's legal now. Yeah, um, I can see that. I don't. I get that. Particularly given the obscenity that is the modern uh, higher education ripoff, I think the combination that changed the equations. The 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 rent not scaling with wages and the the incredible way that it, it, college tuition just exploded. I think combined to where so much of whatever money you can make when you get out of college going to rent that it just makes it so much harder to start the the traditional family that at is the, the earlier true. day. That is clearly true. The rent, it's too damn high. It's well said. Uh, on the other hand, that does not excuse being 35 years old, stoned, and playing video games in your mom's basement. She in makes my really world, good sandwiches. But, uh, I moved to cheaper places. People don't move anymore. Everybody, li- everybody goes to where they would think is the coolest place to live and tries to make a goal of it. Well, it's not easy. I, there was cool places I'd like to have gone, but I couldn't afford it. In fact, I tried it and got driven out because I couldn't afford it. Which brings us to the Somali immigrant community in Minnesota and incredible levels of welfare fraud. Stay with us, please. But first, on a lighter note, we or got, do you have more on that? Well, we got like 50 of these, and they're all different. Let's I mean, do we, it. Can, we can do them or not I do them. Just, I'm super interested. It's in just, it's hard to make, when you read these texts, it's hard to make any generalizations because they're all different. Well, let's see. We could do that or listen to crappy, crappy late night comedian jokes and then mock how bad they are. I'll tell you what I'll I do. say. Hit the, I want to hear more. I think well, this is what we should do. What should we I do? Because I got so many of them. Lord, send me a sign. Because I got so many of them. I will go through them during the commercials and pick out the most interesting ones for a variety. Excellent. And until then, we could take a look at the uh, the late night comics and their take on one particular topic, which was White House leaks. Now, there are four comics taking this on. What is your system? Well, Jack, I will grade each joke, and the bottom graded uh, comedian will be banned for life from comedy. Based on the power Sources of the say a visibly angry Sarah Huckabee Sanders told her team, I'm sure this conversation is going to leak too, and that's just disgusting. <laughs> really? Well, if you're so sure it's going to leak, maybe leak something nice. We are instituting a casual Friday policy all summer, and I brought bagels for everybody. Gee, I hope it doesn't leak. What a fun, nice boss I am. <laughs> President Trump tweeted yesterday about White House staffers who have spoken anonymously to the press and said leakers are traitors and cowards. Added Trump, and I'll find you if it's the first thing I do. After several White House leaks in the past few weeks, President Trump says he's going to find out who the leakers are. He says he's got a plan. He's going to wait for someone to leak who the leakers are. 
Trump wrote, leakers are traitors and cowards and we will find out who they are. <laughs> All in one treat, tweet, Trump said the leaks are fake, but he will find out who is doing the leaking. <laughs> That's like saying Santa Claus isn't real, but also I'm going to wait by my fireplace and catch him. <laughs> Um, the first oh, part of that, boy. though, confused me with the uh, whole Trump said all the leakers are traitors and cowards and everybody laughed. Ha, 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 ha. Why yeah. is that funny? That caught my ear, too. Why is that funny? Because people don't like Donald Trump. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. They've that, been whipped that I get, up but... into a state of anti-Trumpiness. Yeah. yeah. All right. Colbert with a D plus. Because you can't run government like this. No. Oh, no. This this leakage is notable by any administration standards. Going back to Grant and and their administration members are being frank. Yeah, we got a lot of people trying to stab each other in the back with leaks. Our team is at each other's throats. So do you go to Trump on that because he brought in the sort of people that would do that or because he's so yeah. weird he can't find people that don't want to leak or I don't know. He's a really unconventional manager. Uh, you, you you can look to the chief of staff as well. I don't know. It's it's not a super functional organization. On the other hand, uh, I think it was Myers who said, if it's the first thing I do, what the hell is he talking about? Like the Trump administration hasn't done anything? That's part of the whole you hate Trump, so everything. So, yeah, I don't, Colbert, I don't. D plus. Myers, D. Fallon, C minus. Corden, a B minus. But. Of course, he's downgraded a full ah, grade for being a foreigner, which wow. drops him into a tie with Fallon, which is fine with a C minus. That's our top grade. Boo! <laughs> Boo! So we'll run through some of these texts that, did, well, your original, <laughs> what you originally posited was, what was the age cutoff? Is there anybody over 32 living with their parents who's not smoking pot? <laughs> We've had a couple already, but our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I live in a trailer with my wife and two teenage boys. I would love to move back in with my parents, says this texter. There's that crowd. I'm, I'm starting to get. Unfortunately, sense. it's an eight foot U-Haul trailer. As I get a bunch of texts, there there seem to be uh, different crowds here, so I can maybe uh, generalize a little bit. But I'll hit you with some of these. Uh, I'm 37. I moved out on my own when I was 16. I now support a family of six. I, a husband and four children I have never moved back home with my mom and dad. So I don't understand why any adult continues to live with their parents. Uh, I moved back home in 2004 to help mom with bills after my dad died i've been working for the man for 15 years but finding a place in the bay area i can afford is tough yeah well, it's sure. one of the most expensive places on earth so that will be tough well and pop passed away that's you know tragedy which is an exemption according to my rules uh, i moved out at 18 had to move back once as an adult lasted two weeks f that s <laughs> i heard that brother and or sister see you're you're not oh, and <laughs> You're not going to get, we, well, you we haven't gotten any text. You would not get any text from anybody if this is the case. And there are many people that assume this is. I could live on my own, but I'd have to live in a place that's not as nice, and I wouldn't have near as much money to spend on other things. 
Nobody's going to text and say that. Right. But there are a lot of people assume that that's what's going on. Yeah. I, uh, the, the whole I was able to pay off my college debt thing is close. But again, I say the incredible ripoff that is modern higher education has changed that equation. Having a tough time believing that millennials can't go out and rent a place when I see them walking around with new clothes, eating out every meal and going to Starbucks. Blah, blah, blah. Smartphones, so there's that, there's et cetera. Yeah. There's that crowd. Yeah. Moving costs, first, last, security deposit, credit check, fee, truck, van, helpers, cleaning deposit. And you got to have a job in the new place first. That's why nobody moves. Way harder to get a place than it used to be. I can testify to that as my kids have tried to get, um, you know, various apartments and stuff. I mean, my dad would uh, tell me stories of when he was kind of bouncing around in his 20s. And, hey, I, you know, I didn't have a job, but I would I would get a, a weekend shift. I would get a job for the weekend. I would make enough money in three shifts to make my rent. And that's that was my and then I was good for the month and I didn't have to work again. That seems so impossible by modern standards to yeah. be able to pay your rent in a weekend. Yeah, housing costs have gone up, no doubt. Your my, rent it's too damn high. You know, you've made that point once already. My daughter lived on her own when she was an addict. She moved back in after she got clean. Wow. And is attending university now with our help. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Thanks a lot, Joe. My mother happens to be a cryogenically frozen head in a jar, and someone has to top off her brine every day. <laughs> you have my respect and love, Texter. That is fantastic. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be, you know, I don't know. You'd, ha- you'd, ha- you'd, uh, you'd have to look at an awful lot of factors to figure out what's economic, what's cultural. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's, it's I, hard. I was out of my own for a while when I made a go of it in the big city, working three crappy jobs and sleeping five hours a day. I lost, I was 154 pounds when I got done with that experience. Wow. I was just constant working. I had no money. Would, I, would, it, would it have been better to move in with my parents at that point? I don't think so, but other people would, maybe. I don't know. Different ways of looking at the world. My determination was, I can't afford to live in this city. I'm going to go someplace much cheaper, and that's what I did. Mm. I moved to a very tiny, small, very cheap town mm. for a better job. Cheapton. Rent was $7 a year. <laughs> it was pretty cheap. I lived behind the Wendy's. It was $125 uh, a month. Did but you I, consider that a bug or a feature at the time? Living behind the Wendy's? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't afford to eat Wendy's, so okay. it wasn't really a feature. Uh, you just smelled it all the time but I was, as you lost weight. <laughs> but I was right behind the, you know, the drive through goes behind a building and it's yeah. kind of far away. I was right next to the, where the cars go through. So even through my window, with the <sighs> wow. window open, it was this loud. What would you like? I mean, it was just it was wow. just that loud right there in my ear. Wow! I'd like two cheeseburgers, <laughs> no the, onions through the closed windows, <laughs> through the open window, oh, through okay. the closed window. It was slightly muffled. What would you like? But I was, I mean, it was just it was that close. And getting some nice nineteen eighties car exhaust it was in the windows as well. Amazing yeah. that I had any girlfriends, but I did. You ever uh, <laughs> hang out in the backyard and just mess with people's orders? I y'all have a number have. three and uh, another one of those square hamburgers, please. <laughs> Thirty of those. Hey. You- Shut up up there. <laughs> I almost burnt that place down. I uh, I woke in the middle of the night once where it was uh, so, I was coughing and it was so smoky I couldn't see anything and I had to crawl on the floor Yikes. to get from the bedroom to the front door. Excellent fire training. Then it took me a while to uh, figure out what I'd done. Uh, apparently what I've done, I uh, must must have forgotten or something. Um, I had apparently put a frozen pizza still in the box in plastic into the oven <laughs> and turned on the oven, but then decided oh, to go to bed prior to eating it. <laughs> oh, boy. And... Uh, 
started a fire. There were flames coming out of the side of the oven. Oh, boy. I don't think. I let went, me went check back the manual. Let's see. No, there's not supposed to be flames. My, my guess is alcohol was Authorities involved. believe alcohol was involved, Michael. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but you get very hungry, and then you decide at some point, you know what, I'm more tired than I am hungry. So, I don't know uh, if you've ever. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. I don't recall <laughs> taking the pizza out of the freezer. I'll just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! How about howdy. if I just fall asleep right here? <laughs> yeah, I could have killed myself. Obviously, I did not ha- have any tale that woeful or uh, hilarious in my early housing days. But we did live uh, in a, a rented part of a house in central Illinois where it got was below zero in the wintertime, and the shower was in the basement, and the basement was unheated. So I would go down there in this woolly, woolly robe like I was living in Siberia and fire up the shower. And I I showered as quick as any Navy guy ever has. And uh, it was was a frantic. It was flailing with soap and water and shampoo and then ran upstairs. Woo, dog, that was cold. Yikes. Never set fire to no pizzas, though, (laughs) that I recall. So, listen, we don't have time for the whole uh, welfare fraud thing. Um. Well, uh, you know what? I'm actually taking a couple of days off to do a, a thing with my son, but uh, we'll do it maybe Monday. But I do want to mention that for some reason now, and I, it's not clear to me why, the researchers in the Netherlands have discovered more of Anne Frank's diary, things she wrote that weren't in the diary, Anne Frank, the diary of a young girl, which has been read by many millions of people. Do they still uh, do that? They testament still read to that hope, etc. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I think a teacher read it to us in school and we discussed. Mm. Yeah. On two pages, Anne, who was 13 years old at the time, penned four dirty jokes and more than 33 lines explaining sex, contraception, and prostitution. As a 13-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. She was a city girl. The recently publicized pages of hidden text serve to highlight Anne the girl and her inquisitive and precocious personality. I don't think you need to justify it in any way, but you know, maybe somebody asked. Well, not all thirteen-year-olds of, of of any time or location are are up uh, that that up on sex and prostitution, are they? Those were Frank times, Jack. Hmm. Frank times and Frank times. Ah, uh, that's terrible. Uh, the dirty jokes are now classics among growing children. They make it clear that Anne, with all her gifts, was also above all uh, an ordinary girl. And I call that joke she wrote at the bottom of the page, the aristocrat. A man had a, would you like to hear one of them? A man had a very ugly wife, and he didn't want to have relations with her. One evening, he came home, and then he saw his best friend in bed with his wife. Then the man said, he gets to, and I have to. What? Hmm. Do you know why the German Wehrmacht girls are in Holland? As mattresses for the soldiers. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't say she wrote good jokes. So Anne Frank. <laughs> she probably wrote for Seth Meyers. Doing dirty jokes as part of her diary. And who edited it about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're tucked in the back and nobody looked. I think having all the stuff is pretty interesting. Hmm. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the transcripts are out. What did Donald Trump Jr. say behind closed doors about Russian meddling and WikiLeaks? And more proof, Amazon is making another move to take over the world. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, not surprising. We'll have that for you coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A 
couple of textures pointing out Anne Frank's dad survived the concentration camps, then edited out any jokes or unflattering stuff about himself from her diaries. Yeah, they found the hidden pages wrapped in brown paper. She actually mentions that my dad is grumbling at me. I'm going to have to start hiding my diary. There's some more really funny, charming stuff in there I'll share with you if we have time. If we have any time for funny and charming in the modern world. What was that? I don't know. What was the point of that? There's no time for funny and charming. We've got to yell at each other angrily about Trump. Hmm. Okay. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the transcripts have been released detailing that five-hour interview the president's son gave to the Senate Judiciary Committee last year. Donald Trump Jr. said during that meeting he doesn't really remember a lot when it comes to the circumstances around a June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower with a Russian attorney. A meeting supposedly to get dirt on Hillary Clinton that he quickly decided was a waste of time. They show that uh, Trump Jr. said he does not remember ever discussing the Russian investigation at all with his father. And according to those same transcripts, Trump Jr. I could believe that just because they were so unaware of what they were dealing with. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, the mm-hmm. fact that Manafort was there at the table, he had to absolutely know what was going on or what And was could probably be... playing both sides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's that's some weirdness there. And according to the transcripts, Trump Jr. also says he received direct messages via Twitter from WikiLeaks asking if he would leak his father's tax return. He said he never communicated directly with Julian Assange, the head of WikiLeaks. Wait a second. Julian Assange was asking Don Jr. to leak his dad's tax returns? He says uh, he, no. He, he <laughs> says he never communicated with Julian Assange, the head of WikiLeaks. He described the person who was contacting him on Twitter as a lady that appeared to work at a law firm, if I recall correctly. Um, I could believe Julian Assange, you know, just put a, put a poke out there thinking maybe they don't have a good relationship. Didn't never work. hurts to ask. Yeah. Yeah, Trump Jr. saying the organization would reach out on a few occasions, sort of passing along news to him and suggesting that he retweet it. He says he thinks the only time he responded was to say, hey, when am I going to receive the next leak? Question mark. He said he wasn't aware of anybody else on the campaign that had contact with WikiLeaks, but he said they were reaching out to him on a regular basis. Hmm. Now, I know we've all been waiting for this shoe to drop, and I'm pleased to tell you that President Trump's pick to head the CIA is one step closer to being confirmed. The Senate Intel Committee approved the nomination of Gina Haspel as CIA director today. It's forwarded on to the full Senate for a confirmation vote. Be the first woman ever and the first former CIA operative ever to run the agency. Which is interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it's counterintuitive, um, at least to those of us who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Rand Paul, <laughs> yes. Rand Paul has sent a rather pointed letter to acting director Haspel, asking her for clarification on some uh, on some of the practices of the CIA, particularly in relation to surveillance during the 2016 presidential election. Please answer each question for each of the following candidates, and he runs through all the major candidates. Under what circumstances does the CIA trail, monitor, or otherwise collect information on the communications and movements of U.S. presidential candidates, both domestically while they're traveling outside of the United States? Love to know that. And then, did you do it? Um, have you ever cooperated with any foreign intelligence services to surveil, monitor, or collect any information on candidate Trump during his travels outside the United States, et cetera, et cetera? Good for Rand Paul. And you know, he hates Trump and has good reason to. But yeah. he stands up for uh, the office of the presidency not being spied on by its own government. 
Well, and he just stands up for civil liberties, including when they are uh, perhaps violated uh, to the detriment of his right. opponents. Good for him. Turns out the father of the alleged Waffle There's House... no reason to tackle him while he mows his lawn. <laughs> the father of the alleged Waffle House shooter is facing a wrongful death lawsuit. The dad is being sued by the family of 20-year-old Joe Perez, who was killed while standing outside the restaurant during the attack. The suit says the dad is negligent because he allegedly returned his son's weapons to his son after they'd been confiscated by authorities last year, and one of those guns was used in the attack. So now the dad is being sued. Whole Foods cutting prices today for Amazon Prime members. The launch of the long-awaited loyalty program includes 10% off hundreds of sale items and rotating weekly specials. The discount's going to be available at the Whole Foods stores in Florida. They expand all the stores this summer. Latest move to gain more market share since Whole Foods and Amazon merged last summer. So do all Whole Foods do what the one near us does, where they have a duck hiding somewhere, and then your kids look for it? Is that every Whole Foods? Is it a live duck? No, it's a stuffed duck. And it gives your kids something to focus on while you're shopping, and then they get like a sucker in the checkout line if they can tell them where the duck was. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Meghan Markle's father, Thomas, will not be attending the royal wedding after all. I know you've been following this up and down story. <laughs> Thomas told TMZ he's not going to be able to travel to the event in England because he's going to have surgery today to repair damage from a recent heart attack. And he just became aware of this, or what? <laughs> oh, hell, I got surgery that day. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. Most important surgery I've ever had in my life. Well, that's right. Now, same, week, same week as my daughter's getting married. He checked himself into the hospital yesterday. He was experiencing chest pains. He seems like quite the dude. Happening just a few hours after he told TMZ that he hoped to walk his daughter down the aisle on Saturday. But now Dad is not going to be able to make it. You know, there are plenty of really good together people who emerge from crazy families. But if I was Prince Harry, I'd make extra, extra sure that I was marrying one of them. Because her family seems a little nutty. Meanwhile, the Celtics show no signs of slowing down in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals, even with LeBron James piling on 42 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. It was not enough. And in spite of it all, LeBron James and the Cavs are going back to Cleveland. Down 0-2. A stirring come-from-behind win in what may have been the Marcus Smart game of all Marcus Smart games. Whatever the that final means. score in 107, <laughs> Cleveland 94 the Celtics all right, lead all right, the all right. Eastern, the Eastern Conference media Shut lead. Up. I don't want to hear it. Turn um, it off. Nobody cares. So LeBron goes 42, 12, and 10 yes. or whatever yes. and loses. It just, he, he has sucky teammates. Well, you got to distribute the ball, too, Jack. You got to keep your the ball To your sucky moving. teammates that can't exactly. hit a shot. Right. Have them hurl it into the stands. <laughs> And the Warriors looking to take a commanding two-zip lead in the Western Conference Finals tonight. They're going up against the Rockets at the Toyota Center. Jack is wearing his Warriors cap. Yes! It's over. They're doomed. Will that be the cooler? Will this be the loss? I um, I don't. I really don't think that... I think Houston's going to come in. Whatever. I think they're so down, their head's hanging. Whatever. They're going to try to make one basket and say, see, nobody wants us to win. Wow. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Wow, I would suggest a change in their coaching staff. That's your news. Seem to be lacking in motivation. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show. The conscience of the nation. There, thank you, Squawky the Bald Eagle, that we keep on a chain here. <laughs> to, to symbolize freedom. <laughs> a 
chain bird. <laughs> Red, white, and blue chain. <laughs> exactly. Chain is such a harsh word. <laughs> it is. It's a safety harness. Yeah. So a little more of the Anne Frank uh, revelations. Uh, what else? Oh, do you have any more of the texts from folks living at home? Or? Yeah, yeah, we do. How, okay. how, why people do that? Uh, I was going to say how they end up there, but that's not fair. They're um, potheads. Lazy. Maybe it's a better way to structure society. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Gap has issued an apology after printing an incorrect map of China on t-shirts. Luckily, the mistake was caught by every single person who makes t-shirts for The Gap. People always present that as like it's a negative. I think it's awesome that we're the kind of country that can make poorer countries make our stuff. I think that's fantastic. I'm all for it. So we've gotten so many texts on the why did you live at home or move back in with your parents longer than used to happen from both parents and people who've done it? I posited that no one over the age of 32 lives at home that's not smoking pot. Now, that comes from the same place that I think you were off that day. I uh, suggested that there is not a single Prius driver in America who can lift 100 pounds over their head. (laughs) 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 And had several people claim that they could. I know I know one dude personally who is a very large dude who's yeah. environmentally aware, but all right. So but in general <laughs> in general I think you're right. Uh, I'll just hit you with a bunch of di- every one of these is different. I think the only overarching thing might be is it's just culturally more acceptable to do it than it used to be. Other than that, I'm not seeing any theme. My sister, early 30s, moved home to bridge the gap between her lease ending with something and a new something or other starting. Anyway, my parents couldn't help treating her like she was 17 again. It was rough for her, and she couldn't wait to get out. Well, you know what? You move back in. Yeah, I'm going to treat you that way. Uh, most parents need to get a, or most people need to get a roommate or two in order to live in a good neighborhood. Why not just pay your parents, who you already know, than try to live with strangers? I if moved you're out when paying I was, your parents. I moved out when I was 20. Yeah, I wonder how many people charge. Say, okay, yeah, you can move back in. You're going to pay rent and part of the utilities and that sort of stuff. I wonder how often that happens. My 26-year-old stepson has been living on my couch for eight months because he's a loser junkie that spends every penny he earns so slash, that. slash steals on drugs. Insurance, oh, that, that. insurance won't cover inpatient detox, which he needs before going into rehab for the third time in two years. Yikes. Well, maybe Man. he doesn't want to quit. There's always that. Yeah, there's that. Hey, by the by, they're uh, mixing fentanyl, you know, that deadly, cheap Chinese uh, powerful opioid. They're mixing that in every, you know, you probably heard it in heroin. But now drug dealers are mixing it in in cocaine and meth as well. So people think they're going to do a line of coke at a party and they get a head full of fentanyl and end up dying. Now, why the drug dealers are doing this or, or the, the manufacturers, I don't know. doesn't seem like a good business model to kill, kill off your customers. Well, right. There yeah, aren't that but... many people that are going to try it ever. Yeah. Now you're killing them off. Yeah. Drug fiends. Keep this in mind. Be careful. I want my daughter home with me unless she has a husband or a roommate for safety. You got that. 
I'm 28. I live on my own. I moved back in with my dad a couple of times for a few months at a time, but every time I move back out because I notice that I'm significantly less driven and happy when I'm there. Mm. Each of my six adult children have lived with me for various reasons, and I loved having them around. Six adult children all came home. At some point, yeah. Wow. Some with spouses and children. I loved having them around. But that's a different conversation on is it healthy for them, right? Like, I, I understand right, that's that true. having somebody there, yes, it's it's wonderful. I get to have my family, but is that the best thing for them moving forward? Well, and are you normal, ma'am, would be my question. I moved out at 18, moved back in at 20 for a couple of months, moved back out because they wouldn't let me have a girl stay the night. I never moved back in again. <laughs> Heard that, brother. <laughs> Living with parents for reasons other than tragedy or medical reasons is the infant, infant making infants out of the next generation. Mm. There's that attitude. Boy, people have a pretty clear cut one or the other on this. And then you'd have to break down how many of the people that have the hardcore views, um, you know, put those to use in their own lives or are just speaking theoretically. We don't know that either. Well, there's a cultural question, too. I mean, there are some uh, cultures around the world, and, and some of their people have moved to the United States, that it's considered perfectly normal for multi-generations to live in one household, and it'd be weird if you moved out. Like the drug addict loser son. Uh, most likely, based on my experience, the best thing you could do would kick him out of the house, and they got to face the reality of their life. Wouldn't be easy to do. If no, I it's were a gamble. Situa- it's a hell of a gamble, because they also may die. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, easier said than done, but it's yeah, a there rough, you go. rough thing, a rough road they are. They're traveling. You have our sympathies. And it is a gamble, but the letting them stay on your couch has probably got one ending to it. Let's just continue to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Bitterness and unhappiness. Uh, our original air names. <laughs> so terrible ratings. <clears throat> just one final quick. <laughs> Nobody note. wanted to hear that in the morning. Well, no, no, no. Uh, one final note from the Anne Frank Diaries, the recently discovered or rediscovered pages and entries that had been hidden away. Does everybody know the Anne Frank diary story? Gosh, or if they would it don't. be stupid to set it up? I don't, I don't know that I want to. Uh, she and her family hiding in the attic from the, the Nazis. Right, in Amsterdam. She, uh, she wrote a diary, and uh, it's famous, and she went off to concentration camp and yeah. died, right? That's correct, yeah. Um, Which I so, found is a, quite a shocking ending as a kid. Yeah, yeah, very sad, but I think that's the point. Um, Being sad? Let's make these kids sad. All right, that's enough. So uh, she, she uh, writes uh, a number of d- dirty jokes. Um, and Frank! Yeah. And uh, and I mentioned earlier that she said her her dad was grumbling about her diary and and uh, so she was going to start hiding it. Well, I think I have an idea why. So after she does her dirty jokes, she delved into sex education, pretending in the entry that she was teaching someone else. Uh, quote: I sometimes imagine that someone might come to me and ask me to inform him about sexual matters. How would I go about it? While attempting to explain these sexual matters, Frank uses highbrow phrases such as, quote, rhythmical movements to describe sex. Do we believe that she had had sex at this point as a 13-year-old? I don't think so. Okay. And, quote, internal medicament to talk about contraception, according to the New York Times. Uh, Being a girl, a teenage girl, she made sure to include a section about periods, too, saying menstruation is, quote, a sign that she is ripe to have relations with a man, but one doesn't do that, of course, before one is married. Of course. Okay. On prostitution, she wrote, and this is my favorite part, quote, all men, if they are normal, go with women. Women like that, prostitutes, accost them in the street, and then they go together. In Paris, they have big houses for that. Papa has been there. 
<laughs> no, hey, ho, oh, hey, wait, uh, hey, hey. You get to keep the diary. I'm in favor of that. Record your thoughts and the rest of it, your innermost whatnot. But uh, there's no need to be out on me for getting with whores. So I wonder if that was just perfectly acceptable. Uh, there, well, there's no note of disapproval, shock, right. or horror in right. her diary. Right. Um, Daddy is grumbling again and threatening to take away my diary. Yeah, I wonder why. Because we don't have any whores up here in the <laughs> attic. He's missing the whores. Sometimes men get drunk and say bad things about their wives. Daddy has done that. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy has done that. Oh, boy. Papa has been there to the big old Paris whorehouse. I don't know That's which something. is worse, the Nazis or the lack of horse. Um, Jeez, good Lord. Um, I do find it interesting, and I would like to know more about why a 13-year-old girl knew that her dad had been to a whorehouse in Paris. It, 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 it almost has to be that it was so socially acceptable that would be open knowledge, doesn't it? Unless mom was angry about it and said something to teenage daughter. Perhaps. Hmm. Let's not uh, indict each other in our diaries, honey. I, think I might the, say. Is the diary better with that stuff in there or without it? I mean, it's been pretty popular throughout the years without it. I'd say it's unnecessary as a, uh, a lesson for school children. I would agree. It's just a distraction. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It would get all the focus. It's yeah. like the Stormy Daniels of the Anne Frank's diary. It exactly. It gets all the focus. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.